Fuck what they talk about. I've been getting my cake and running wild since a little child. Yeah. Getting it every day, I'm working sun up till the sun down. Yeah. I'm getting it every day, these niggas hating, trying to see how I do this shit. Bitch, I'm not new. What's up, guys? This is Jake Carlisle, and welcome to the Capital Gains Podcast, where we share our experiences on how to flip and invest in real estate, the stock market, and all things fitness. Join us as we dive deep into the world of self-development and get ready to make some capital gains. What's up, guys? It is Jake, and I'm here with, lo and behold, Zach. Uh, Zach Attack is back. So, he's got some good stuff for you today. I, uh... I even texted him before before this. I was like, "You want to do it solo? Or do you want to do it with me?" Because he had all the ideas, and I was just kind of there. So I'll let him kind of kind of take it over on this one. Yeah, I mean that happens sometimes. Sometimes you guys just talk, and like I'll pretend I know what's going on sitting here, and that's why you know you guys haven't seen me for a while. So now I'm back. <laughs> uh, no, originally I think we were talking about this on Sunday, and. It, this was supposed to be for something like a mindset Monday, but the idea is just that like uh, only focus on what you can control. And so I'm speaking from a more personal experience, but this applies to everybody, uh, regardless of what you're doing. Of course, Jake, myself, Chad, Sam, everyone on here has more like finance, finance focused goals. Um, but like, I know for myself, like in the last year I had 11 flat tires in the span of seven months. Uh, I had to spend a ton of money relative to myself on fixing my car uh to a car accident got a nice 130k claim on my name at one point this last year like okay but tell them tell them what that car accident was in oh yeah so we rented a car for one of my buddy's birthdays uh me and a bunch of kids went down to miami i say kids we're all 20 21 years old um we're basically we're still kids and so, you know, like, uh, we all have fun. We go drift around the little fountains at hotels at night while people yell at us, like, speed up and down, like, the Miami downtown strip because we rented a 911 Carrera 4S. A beautiful car, by the way, all red interior, like, thing, things shot off the line so fast. But the best part... That's a Porsche, like, if you don't know what that is, yeah, by the way. It's a Porsche. Yeah. And so, like, uh, at the end of the night, you have to, we're going to return the rental. And it's downpouring. Like, I wish I could show you guys, but basically, you know, when you're driving, you're hunched over your steering wheel, you can't see out the windshield. Everyone's going pretty slow. That's what we're doing. We're all going like probably 75. Like, it's, we're just on the bridge going from uh, South Beach to downtown Miami, and we're one mile away from returning this car. And all of a sudden, a lovely, looks like a 2003 Toyota Camry, decided that while we were in the left lane, that it was a good time to switch into our lane even though we were there now i get it like uh, the porsche is all black we were like batman you can't see us but he decided that you know he's gonna swerve into our lane no blinker no nothing so me sitting here in this rental car that i can't afford i'm like uh oh shit so i go to turn to the left but it's raining so much we hydroplane like all the way down this bridge toast turn this guy's car into like a toaster it was so screwed up um, but luckily, I'm two for two on court cases right now, so I owe zero dollars. <laughs> one more to beat, and then I'll have the dash successfully done. Um, but the whole point of this was to say that, like, uh, I remember for, like, all of 2021, it felt like, I was just, like, I felt like I was making no progress on any of these things, where when it, whether it came to 
I want to invest this much per month into my Roth. I want to buy dollar cost average into this, or I want to save this for this, whatever it is. I, I couldn't. I just, I was dishing out like thousands of dollars constantly for all these random things. And there's kind of two parts to this I want to talk about. First part is that you, the best thing you can do is laugh at it. And the second part is the only way you can laugh at it is if you can confidently say and honestly say that you have been putting your best foot forward the whole year to get what you want to get done. Because if you really are, then when something like that happens, yeah, you'll be frustrated for a day. But it's like, I what like what can I do? Like, uh, there's nothing I could have done about that. Uh, like like getting eleven flat tires in a year, um, and so it's just one of those that's things. Impressive. That's, yeah, that's what I said, dude. I started. I started laughing after six. Little did I know, I was only halfway there. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I just want to say, like, for everyone that has a goal and is working towards a goal, and it seems like life keeps getting in your way. Uh, what I've found is that it's often when we feel like everything, sh- all these little mishaps and things that are, are out of our control, should be over soon. It's usually there's usually one more after that that's going to try and push you over the edge to stop whatever you're doing, but. No, I, if you have anything to say, Jake, I think it's really just about like uh, just making sure you're putting your best foot forward and not getting too frustrated with things that are outside of your control. Just like when we were training, similar, similar idea. Yeah, I think I think I could. I gotta have a couple, just a couple things that pop in my head immediately, and one of them is uh, so I drive an, an older Lexus, is a t- 2008 Lexus. Um, it's way way ahead of its time. It's actually pretty nice, but nevertheless, it's still 13 years old. And I've had to change the, the tires. I think I've had two sets of tires this year. It's completely my fault. Like I didn't, I didn't rotate them. I didn't, I didn't do anything like that. Uh, one was on backwards. So now I'm just finally figuring out that I need to rotate my tires so they last, um, balance, you know, alignment, whatever. Well, then my brakes went out, and I was like, oh, you know, brakes aren't too bad. Oh, I take, I take them in to get the brakes done, and oh, I get an eight hundred fifty dollar uh, bill. I'm like, dang, that kind of sucks. So now I have new brakes. Then I get new tires. Well, that's another $600. <laughs> then an alignment and oil change. And now you're at like $2,000 for all that. So stuff that I wasn't expecting. And then one of the best examples, and this this literally happened yesterday. I was at the gym and Amber was setting up some chairs, like screwing up some chairs for Airbnb because she was putting together the chairs. It was like four chairs. She had done three chairs perfectly. And she got to the last chair and the last screw and she could not screw the screw in like she just couldn't get it i don't know what happened i haven't looked at it but she she called me told me she was crying she was screaming at the chair bella which is her dog was like looking at her like what's what's happening what's the problem and um i was just like bro it is a chair it is literally a chair i can go to walmart and pick up a chair right now it's not that big of a deal and i think you know in those situations you kind of just have to back up and look at the long term of things like okay is this little thing going to affect anything in the next i don't know tomorrow the next day in five years like is it is it even going to matter and if it's not quit thinking about it and move on right just like get a new break long run if you let it like become an issue for so long that it just takes up so much of your time that it does actually affect you yeah you can't let it take up mental energy yeah and i think what amber experience is real like there's some times where i have done something five six seven times in a row like when i'm 
threading thread in the embroidery machine. There's one little one that's kind of difficult at the bottom. You got to like reach under and some stuff and like hook it around some stuff, whatever. But there's times where I'll like just be going, boop, shirt done, shirt done. And I'll go to do that one. And I do the exact same like method of like moving my hands and like pinching it so it has tension in the string, whatever. Nobody cares about that. But like I'll do the exact same thing and it just it just won't work. And I just have to like walk away for like five minutes and I'm like, okay whatever go f yourself like stupid ass machine i don't <laughs> yeah yep that's that's almost how i feel with contracts so i'm you know i'm a i recently became a, a realtor or a real estate agent and um so you have to write up all these contracts and i think yeah my buddy says william is buying his first rental um it's a four three with a with an extra extra side building and um Man, we literally have, I've sent that listing agent like five separate contracts. It was just a little bit different each time. And like every single time something goes wrong and the, like the computer shuts down or like the Wi-Fi shuts off and nothing's saved. And so it's like, God, but like you just have to get through it and do it because it's not that big of a deal in the long term. Uh, to me now, honestly... Since I feel like things have started, the tides start to turn my way a little more, especially these last few months and even like six months. To me, I just, my new perspective of my goal is like, a, I feel like I ran into so many inconveniences that part of my goal now is like a, just to get to a point where I'm so comfortable and well off and far enough into what I'm doing that when something like this does happen, I can have the confidence to be like, whatever. Right. Fine. And that's, that's kind of how I, you know, have put it because I have so much stuff going on. Like I've got $50,000 problems on a house over here, that's right? When a $50,000 problem happens, that stresses me out. But when the screw on the chair doesn't go in or when the contract doesn't load, it's kind of minuscule. It still pisses me off, but like, it's just, it's like, it's like, oh, well, it just happened, you know, whatever. But when a $50,000 problem, when the foundation cracks or the plumbing screwed, it's like, okay, now we really got an issue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I think like, I don't know. I feel like it's a lot of my perspectives have changed in the last year from like uh, meeting a necessarily like a mark with making money or like investing a certain amount. And it's just gotten to the point where it's like, it's more like more goals, but like time and like, getting to a point like i just said where stuff like this is like oh whatever um i don't know i think it's i think it's a good way to motivate yourself just to be like okay i'm i'm fine i've worked hard enough where this does not affect me but it i think it totally makes sense and i feel like a lot of people if they listen to this podcast like this is an issue they have because i feel like a lot of us are very competitive and that stretches itself into everything so when even the most minor inconvenience occurs we feel like we're falling behind even though in reality we're competing against nobody right competing against yourself yeah it. and it, i mean that's a great thing to have but if that's how you are like myself and i'm sure you as well it's like a maybe change your goal to okay let me just get somewhere where this isn't an issue anymore Right. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, they say, you know, before you become rich, you become rich in your mind. Like, and that's why people who make a hell of a lot of money when they're young and just haven't forged the mindset to, to deal with that, they'll go broke or they'll mismanage it or blow it all. Right. Because, um, they're just not emotionally mature enough to handle it, you know? Yeah. And it I, makes I complete sense. 
Yeah, no, I you make total sense. I would wonder too if there's like a correlation between like hours spent building the fortune or like reaching the goal that you wanted to reach. And this is more specific to money management and like finances, but like hours spent to get where you got and then how quickly or how much you're willing to spend. Cause I would go, I would probably guess that a lot of people who where it took them 20 years, 23 years, like your uncle to get to where he's at is a lot less likely to go spend a ton of money on something that's completely useless or something like that, or act in a way where they're going to mismanage their money. Cause they really understand like what it took to get there. So they don't want to lose it in a way. I see what you mean. So when you say willingness to spend, you just mean spend on, on yeah, like think about like a, I don't know. Think about like Travis Scott. He bought a brown Bugatti because why not? He just started spitting bars. And not to say that those people don't have to grind to get where they are, but like the rate at which their money and success comes is definitely ridiculous. So it's just like, so that might as well spend three M's on a Bugatti. Who cares? Like, but well, got $5 million, $10 million, a more traditional way or spent a lot of time doing it. It's like, wow, am I going to trade 10 years of life for one thing? like that well and and you know it's and this is this is this hammers your point home i think because i don't know what travis scott's net worth net worth is but uh, like who's a a perfect example is like uh jay-z or 50 cent or, kanye. um kanye yeah exactly like american history now right jay-z and 50 cent are are hundreds of millionaires right and and kanye is a billionaire right um and Travis Scott's probably worth a couple, a couple like 20, 30 million, you think? I don't I know. Like 100 mil by now, but still. Okay, like, yeah. Compared to Kanye, who's worth $6 billion and has land in like half the states in the damn country, it's like, yeah. I'm going to look this up really quick. I'm curious. Because Travis Scott net worth. Travis Scott net worth, 60 million. Okay. Okay. So That's yeah. about right. But like, you know, you – so, and this is – and this is this is just crazy because like, you know, Fifty Cent and Jay Z obviously flex, but they're not out there buying Bugattis, yeah. right? They're out there buying uh, franchises and sports teams and businesses and startups. And uh, isn't Jay Z like known for like paving the way of like independent labeling in music and, and rap music or something like that? I think so. He's got that. Uh, he's got that music streaming service called Tidal. Tidal. Yeah, it's, I think it's Tidal or something. I really know. I really don't know. But he paved that, and um, it's just stuff like that that you know you can really separate the ballers from the pretenders. Not saying Travis Scott's a pretender. Sixty million dollars is a hell of a lot of money. Oh yeah, no. But like I know, I know of a bunch of people who are worth a hundred million plus and don't have what Travis Scott has. You know, um, I I I just like to say that money emulates who you already are. Not it doesn't change you. You know. I think that's right, and I think it's also right that like I'm not gonna sit here and tell you if you got sixty million dollars and you want to go buy a Chiron, like be my guest. You can afford it. I feel like I'm more talking to the people who are worth like two three four million dollars and then they got to go finance that aventador they just bought and it's like did you really just buy a supercar that you have to finance and like 10 percent of their their net worth yeah it's like 40 percent of your net worth and it's like well like a i'm not saying that financing is a bad decision so you don't have to spend all that money at once but it's like there's a difference you need to finance that car right yeah so i, I think and that's kind of how i you know because like i 
my thinking from my uncle um, because like he 100% he has an AMG S63 and I be, I think he bought it for like 70 grand or something and he can 100% just go buy it for 70 grand like he's got the cash whatever um, it's one of his dream cars but he like he went and financed it because he was like well you know I can buy it cash but what's the point of buying it cash when I can finance it and put the rest in the stock market you know but that's different than somebody who has to go finance it because they can't buy it cash. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I think this all kind of wraps in where it's like we're, we're the over like uh, arching concept of what we're speaking is like there's there's timing for everything and whether it's your problems become less significant because you're further on in your journey, you should also be far enough like into your journey that whenever you do something that seems outrageous, it shouldn't be outrageous for you, even though it would be for 99% of the population. Correct. You just have to, you have to uh, be responsible. I think it was Akon. I don't know. I think it was Akon. He was like, if you have a million dollars in the bank, well, let's say you want to, you want to, you want to buy a car. It's a hundred thousand dollars. Even if you're financing it, don't go buy that car unless you have at least a million dollars cash in the bank right because a hundred thousand dollars is ten percent of your cash right that's a lot so if you can go finance it you know and make payments on it it's fine but you can't overextend yourself and that's unfortunately what a lot of people do yeah and i think the, the sad reality of it is there's some people like me and you could overextend ourselves if we wanted to we're in a well-off. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like, all right, I could go get a cool car and, like, not really be able to afford it and make payments on it. Like, go live somewhere where it's like, I can't really afford that, but, like, I can. It's just the, I don't know, it's just the quality of life thing to us. And I don't think either of us are sitting here. If that's what you want to do with your time and money, be my guest. I'm not going to tell you not to. Like, uh, everyone has the right to live exactly how they want to live. But for people who are more similar minded to us, I think it's just about prioritizing your quality of life over just how your life looks to other people. Right. And, you know, I, I look back on that because my first semester of college, I lived that life. I had a I had a paid off Mustang that I paid 42 grand for. And I had a financed brand new F-150 that I was paying 560 a month plus gas. Right. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty. I should have never sold that truck because it's worth like 15,000 more now than I bought it for. Cars are probably worth a lot more. But like, yeah, I should have kept both of them. Man, I would have made profit on it. Um, either way, like I was just sinking money, sinking money. And I was, I lived in an apartment that was sort of nice. Um, then I moved into a big house that was $600 a month plus, uh, plus utilities, which is, which is a lot for us. Right. Um, Mr. Taxachusetts over there paying 1300 bucks a month. <laughs> but either way, school, everybody. you know, yeah. I, it looked like I was living lavish and I was like, I was eating whenever I wanted. I was driving whenever I wanted, doing whatever I wanted, but like I was drowning, right? Do what? It's a big jacked man on campus with his <laughs> <laughs> I was drowning and uh now you know I could still go do that same thing but now you know I don't have a car payment um it's better on gas I don't have a house payment now that's a different story um my utilities are covered and my total spend a month is probably 800 to 1000 bucks like all, all in all done and so like 
you know, you, you stack me up, somebody, I can make $100,000 right this year, and I could put away eighty, right? Whereas somebody could go make one hundred and fifty if they're living an overextended lifestyle, they might put away ten, twenty, or nothing because they just kind of live at their means, you know. Dude, I think the last thing I want to say this reminds me of the most interesting man in the world that I work with. So I work at FedEx. I think I've said before. Yes. Give that nice tuition money. Um, one of the guys I work with, he has a stock portfolio over $10 million. And you're sitting here like, why the hell do you work at FedEx? And he's like, it's fun. He's like, I, he's like, I think all day. I work all day. I work with numbers, blah, 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 blah. He's like, I don't have to, it's for my own like personal account and stuff. But he's like, I just do it for fun. But he's like, when I come here, my brain is shut off. He's like, uh, this is my like quality time. He's like, I just get to sit here, not think about stuff. But it's just like it's just like what you said. Like you know, people north of a hundred million dollar net worth, and they don't drive. They drive a Honda Civic from two thousand four, and this guy that I get to meet working at FedEx all of a sudden starts talking to me about the stock market, and then tells me he bought ten thousand shares of Coinbase one day, and I was like, hold on a second, <laughs> hold on a second, that's a lot. I was like, oh, the, the gears started turning in my head, and I was like, wait a minute, carry the zeros, the twos, yep, that's more than my whole account, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it's just stuff like that, and it's, it's, you never know it, too. Like, you never know it. But uh, it's just, I think it's just living within your means. But like, also, another thing. Khakis and, yeah, keep going, keep going. My quality of life is almost no different than it was when I was driving that stuff. Like I'm living in a nice updated place with laminate floors that are nice, nice painted walls, granite countertops. Like I got my own bathroom. I'm driving a car that works like that has leather seats, heated seats, nevertheless. And like, I can do whatever I want. You need heated seats in Texas? Well, right now we do. It's like 50 degrees outside. So it's freezing. It's uh, let's see, Newton. Everyone come find my house. negative seventy. Dude, we've been having a weird. It's thirty six right now. Thirty six. I love that. You see this? So what's today? The twenty second. Yeah. So twenty third, Saturday is Christmas, right? It's gonna be eighty two degrees here. Our Christmas is going to be thirty. With snow everywhere, huh? Nah, it's gonna rain. We have we've only gotten snow like once this year. It's pretty bad. Really? Sunday it's gonna snow. Monday it's gonna snow. Hopefully. Apparently we've gotten we have some uh like at, at the first week of the twenty two, I think we're supposed to get a bunch of cold stuff. Like a lot of cold stuff. Buy I'm not generators. sure, but do what? Buy your generators. I remember last time you guys got snow, your whole power grid went out. Yeah, uh what's it called? What was it called? Uh not is it ERCOT? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um but yeah, like so that's a funny story because that was like the, the first day of 75 hard we started and i remember walking outside and there was snow everywhere it was negative nine wind chill and i was doing my vested walk outside i had like three jackets on um gloves boots and um my my vest and it was like negative nine wind chill and like I've never felt that cold. For people who like don't live in the snow or cold, or actually people who don't snowboard or ski either, the sweat that you make when you're covered in three jackets and the air is negative is the weirdest, most like thin, like gross sweat ever. 
It's so bad. And then breathing while you try to run outside in that weather is near impossible once you get tired. It's just, it just sucks. It just sucks. And, you know, you, you'll probably laugh, but like everything shut down. Like grocery stores shut down. Like we didn't have power for a couple days and like we were struggling. You guys just but, built for it. Like your, like your roads, your houses, your foundations, like your, everything down there is not like prepared for snow at all. Whereas up here, it's like there's a salt truck on every corner in the winter, like putting it on the road. Yeah, I think our, our county only has like two salt trucks. Dude, my like small my town that I grew up in has like ten. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and we don't have uh, we don't have plows. We don't have nothing. So it's just we don't. I mean, we're done. We get two <laughs> inches of snow and we're out. Yeah. But, All right. Should we leave them? Should we let them go? I think I think so. We've we've kind of rambled, but yeah, um, we got some good stuff in there. Yeah, I think it's all good. Yeah. Alrighty. Well. Hopefully you got something out of that. We we talked about ten thousand different things, but you probably enjoyed it. I hope you all have less flat tires than I, and uh, have a great rest of your day. Hope, hopefully you can uh, screw in some chairs better than than my girlfriend, and get some brakes cheaper than me. Hopefully Amber's listening. She'll probably love to hear that. Oh, she's gonna tear me up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you guys. Peace out. 101 sound. Hey, yo, Fuck what they talk about. I've been getting my cake and running wild since a little child. Yeah. Getting it every day. I'm working sun up till the sun down. Yeah. I'm getting it every day. These niggas hating, trying to see how I do this shit. Bitch, I'm not new.